it's just going to fall. <laughs> You're not going to be able to keep it up. <laughs> no, I do great at that, Rob. Uh, despite the rumors. Yeah, despite the rumors. <laughs> it's fake news. <laughs> You're not on his fans only? <laughs> Strong Michael. <laughs> You're an awesome person. Aww. We all know that to be true. You're smart. You're athletic. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you can do things that just other people can't do. Definitely. Everyone wants to be you, but yet no. you can hot you. You can infiltrate things. People just expect you to be there. You're just oh. meant to go wherever you please. And mm -hmm. this, this is a, an important quality for secret agents. <gasps> so. Of course, the FBI, CIA, secret government organization is going to come to you and be like, hey, you're awesome. Oh, thanks. You're super talented. Oh, I agree. You could, like, get into places and people won't think twice about it. Damn. We need you. We need you. Here's the thing, bro. <laughs> you got to fake your death. What? We need everyone to think you're dead. We need to scrub you from reality. Done. Are you in? Are yeah. you on? Burn off my fingertips like men in black style. That's just the beginning. Oh shit! I'm all, I'm up for all of it. Am I gonna have to get a second circumcision or? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna put the foreskin back on. Oh my god! So <laughs> Everyone knows Colin Turner's man. circumcised, oh, but this god. guy, he's full. <laughs> he can do both. He could pull it back, look at circumcised, <laughs> leave it, look on. It's a detachable circumcision. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> You're obviously listening to High Mystery, the yeah, podcast. <laughs> the only place where you can get silly talking about these types of topics. <laughs> For High Mystery, I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. And you are you, the most beautiful you that there is. Aww. Uh, you know, maybe don't join the secret organization. Maybe just stay who you are. Contribute to uh, whatever you feel like contributing to. You do you. Yeah. I'm up for recruitment, though. If you're looking... I mean, need if, a slot to fill. If <laughs> any of us three was going to be one to be recruited, it would be Rob. Yes. Just out of the fact that he's been, he's been in the military before. He's yeah. easily uh, groomed. Yeah. He said to me many times, like, I love it when someone just tells me what to do. I mean, it's 100% true. <laughs> and I, I truly want to. So Secret Service, FBI, CIA, Shadow Government, whatever, NSA, INS, I don't care. Whereas I am, call a brother, uh, even if it means that like your death is gonna look like a suicide or something like. Oh, sure. we found Rob's body in the closet, like <laughs> you know, asphyxiating <laughs> <I> himself. <laughs> don't uh, don't kill anyone to recruit me. If but if you have a dead body <laughs> lying oh, around, chances are they do. Chances yeah, yeah. Are. I, I don't want that to be on my conscience. Yeah, this is the shadow government. Yeah, they, yeah. they got bodies. Okay, if you already have a body just lying around. <laughs> Yeah, they got clones. They got, you oh, know, okay. other things. I would like to meet my clone before you kill him. I, on the other hand, will I constantly be questioning the authority figures right? that approach me <laughs> and will never trust any of their orders. So don't don't recruit me. I'm no good for this kind of thing. I was really thrown by Rob being like, I want to meet 
the clone before he dies for me. You know, it's like, <laughs> I want to see the cow. Yeah. I want to look it in the eyes yeah. before it becomes my burger. <laughs> I mean, I respect that, you know. I want to at least get to know him just a little bit, see if we like the same things. You a know? lot of people don't even know where their bodies come from. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the Rob farm that you're growing. This. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make sure he had a good life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, this show's called High Mystery. That's right. The podcast. So uh, we got to smoke weed because it's True. not three guys in a mystery. It's high mysteries. Yes. Although that was one of our working titles. Yes, three guys, three, guys, three, guys, three guys, one mystery. Three guys, two rabbits, and a mystery. <laughs> Equally good title. <laughs> uh, I have my little selfie here. It's uh, the Violet Ice at 18.2% THC and 2% CBD. Violet Ice sounds nice. That sounds like a fancy place you go to like buy a... You know, like $48 cocktail or something. For sure. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Velvet Ice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it is surprising, like uh, 2%, not 0.2, straight up 2%. Or wow. no, now I'm seeing like a less than sign. So less than 2%, but more than 0.%. Oh, alli <laughs> alligators pointing away from the two. Yeah. It's, it's eating the two. Oh, it's eating the two. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've got my Pineapple Express High Hemp Wrap. I am usually smoking a big old salad, but today I have Cheech's Stash Granimals. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you don't want to mix that with other. You want to just get that pure Cheech's Stash. It's true. It is very quality. It's um, delicious. If you're on the Twitch, you can see that it is nice and purple. Uh, it's just... You know, I, I can see why it's Cheech's stash because it is very top-notch. I usually don't like indicas, but this is a pretty light indica. Mm -hmm. It, like, doesn't weigh you down too much. And it has 20.15% THC. Nice. I, uh, I like my indicas. This one is indica. It's Wedding Pie from Ember Valley. And it has... A 18.89% THC and absolutely no fucking CBD. <laughs> well, why not just the regular CBD? Uh, no, no regular CBD. Yeah. Or fucking yeah. or not. <laughs> Chased or fucking now, CBD, not in it. I'm not a wedding person. I've been to many weddings. You've been to what? Is that it? Could that be a thing instead of doing never, a cake during a pie? I've never in my life seen multi-tiered wedding pie. It would be. I've seen cake pops. I've seen uh, cupcakes. Yeah. I've seen little mini square cakes. You know where they like frost the like they cut a square out of the cake and then frost it, so it's just one bite that you okay. pick up. Never seen a wedding pie. So what about what if they just got Domino's uh, chocolate <laughs> lava cakes? Honestly, oh, individual pizza. ones. Yeah. It's a wedding pizza pie. Yeah, it's a, we got pizzas and the chocolate lava cakes. We're going to cut into it as our wedding. It's funny. I don't know how much like your average wedding cake costs. But when I got to figure, you know, lava cakes are what, two for five bucks or two for six bucks, something like that. It might be cost effective depending on how many guests you have. Huh? Smaller weddings might consider the lava cake route. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, they are delicious. I did try cakes. one for the first time the other day. It is good. Has anyone made a multi-layer pizza? Like, I'm just picturing, like, pizzas just layered on top of each know. other so much to the point where it's like a thick... 
<laughs> cake, cake you want a, so you much want a dough. pizza yeah it's almost like a lasagna but pizza yeah <laughs> i'm sure someone has done it oh, we're gonna do it uh one of these days and film it and it'll be on our patreon there you go. <laughs> well let us touch our tips and Yay. get to smoking this weed yeah can't wait i truly wish that i was uh smoking collins blunt but uh what are you gonna do uh smoke this and pretend that i'm smoking yours <laughs> No offense, selfish, but <laughs> or me. <laughs> Don't no love for Ember Valley in their wedding pie. Apparently, I mean, I, nobody's <laughs> nobody's gonna line up for Ember Ember Valley when Cheech's stash is right nah. next door. The man's a legend. He was on Lost, for God's sake. Was Cheech on Lost? <laughs> yeah, he's Harley's dad. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It is beautiful. It's wonderful. Does he die on that? It. Cheech? Yeah. Everyone's dead. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, that's the point of Lost. Yeah. We know Lost. Well, I know that that Hurley has bad luck and a if, lot of people are like dying and getting injured around him. If you him. think everybody was dead, you missed it. What? Oh, no. You don't I don't know. I watched Lost. the last episode first. So I think I got I, pretty clear concise. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I mean, you're wrong. It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> It is. It's, it's up for Anyone interpretation. Who's out there no, no, who's no, no. afraid of being wrong, don't be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Believe being what wrong you want. is okay. Yeah. yeah, just know that your smarter friends are the ones you should <laughs> listen to and let make decisions for you and things like that. You know, you're gonna live Question your, everything. You're going to live your own reality. So whatever makes your day-to-day -day go easier for yourself, I guess. Uh, so we are now high? Getting there, we're, <laughs> we're, we're in the process. It's instantaneous, right? It's the, yeah. just Maybe for Collins high. weed. <laughs> Maybe for Cheech's stash. I mean, I smoked the blunt before we got in the studio, so I was already <laughs> ready. I mean, I did not not do some bong rips before I came here, so Rob. Uh, I had work in the morning. Sober is okay. <laughs> I still had to get some came, episodes released. You I'm came sorry. home from work hours ago. <laughs> I do. I don't work that out. Has I don't work nothing much. Nothing to do with you. Not today. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's get to the mystery Please? part. Yeah. Usually, when we bring in mysteries, um, there's like some theme to it. You know, like there's like. Sure. Things relate to each other I and stuff. Like to think so. How do you mean? Uh, you know, like. Collins TV theories, oh, and then it's like multiple things that are all kind of related, or even Tristan's Hole. It's like they're all things that we've touched on, but this is an outlier. <laughs> these are more just like random things that I feel like I should talk about. Okay, all right. That all right. have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> so if this is your first episode joining us here on High Mystery, this is not how we normally do things. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be difficult trying to name this, but uh, I'm up for the challenge. Tristan's I knew you would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tristan's musings. <laughs> uh, so I'll just jump right into the first one because it's a good one. Yeah, okay. jump in. I'm not a toe dipper. I'm a jump in -er, for sure. Definitely. Especially if you're like, hmm, unsure about the water temperature. Yeah, if you think it's going to be cold, then you better just jump all the way in and yeah. get it over with. Exactly. You'll be used to it sooner that way. I agree. Yeah. So this mystery is that John Lennon, oh no, famed by the Beatles, yes, and 
doing LSD and other sure. things. Yeah. Is it that he's still alive? Is that he is still alive? Oh my goodness! Today, hanging out with Tupac in Puerto Rico. Uh, no, just going like places where he probably shouldn't be going, like back <laughs> to his hometown. And stuff okay. Like that. Liverpool, chilling yeah. in Liverpool. Okay. Like if you're gonna fake your death, maybe don't go back to your old stomping grounds. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> you will get recognized. I mean, maybe he just did such a good job. He's not worried about it. True. Yeah. Yeah. Shaved his head, shaved the beard. Nobody can recognize him. Well, what do we know according to information made public to society? We know that when Lennon was shot and killed by Mark David Chapman, he was returning to his home at the Dakota Apartments in New York City with his wife, Yoko Ono. Yeah. True. I've been there. Chapman, who earlier that day had asked Lennon for an autograph, shot him four times in the archway of the famous building, which is located across from Central Park. True, true. Mm-hmm. 1980, right? Yeah. It's right across from Central Park, and now there in Central Park, they have the uh, strawberry fields forever. Memorial, yeah. And mm. it's got a little imagine thing on the ground as well. Yes, imagine if he was actually shot and killed there. It's right after the release of his album Double Fantasy, which was panned by critics, and then he was shot, and then it was praised by critics. Really, <laughs> we didn't know he was gonna die? Yeah, 180, we're gonna, be give, gonna give it a Grammy. Yeah. It's also like that theory we talked about, if you're close to graduating, and like you just are done, and you still want your to graduate, just fake your death, and they'll pass oh. you right on through, give you the, <laughs> the certificate and everything. <laughs> if you're not sure about your album, or your album is doing bad, fake your death. Yeah, if your artwork's not working out, be ready to move to Puerto Rico. <laughs> Look for a guy named Machiavelli. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, there was a retired New York police officer named Peter Cullen, and he was there the night and told Insider Edition that when he approached the scene, a bystander told him gunshots had been fired. He then spoke to the doorman at the Dakota, whom he knew, and the doorman pointed at Chapman and told Colin that he had just shot Lennon. Colin mm -hmm. said that uh, he went inside the vestibule and saw Lennon lying face down, profusely bleeding. Um, upon hearing that it would take 10 minutes for an ambulance, other police officers put Lennon in a police car to get the former Beatle uh, to the hospital as quickly as possible. And then he said, we treated it like a cop was shot. Oh, no, that, that quote was from Tony Polba, who uh, uh, is also New York police. Tony officer. P. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, yeah, it took 10 minutes to get to John Lennon. I mean... Got to be honest, that's not the fastest response time. You're talking about a beetle here. This is also 1980. Well, they heard it was going to take that long. Like, they radioed it in. They were like, yeah, we'll be there in 10. And they're like, no. I mean, can't you get... rally the troops, <laughs> put them in the cop car. Oh, that's what go. I'm thinking, you know, get them in the cop car and zip on over. That's they got to they be. That's what they did. That's what they yeah. did. That's exactly what they did. Okay. Yeah. So they thought like you, Rob. Yeah, 10 minutes. It's bullshit. Uh, I'd I be mean, upset. 1980 New York, it makes sense, though. Maybe. <laughs> it obviously does, because it's what happened. <laughs> 
Uh, so Colin spoke to Chapman at the scene of the scene of the crime, and he said that he was actually fairly polite. Yeah. And turned to him and said, "You know, you just threw your whole damn oh." So the the cop turned to him and said that he like threw his whole life away. And so then Chapman started talking about a little person inside of him and a big person inside of him, uh, and that the big person has been waiting has no the big person has been winning the battle up to now, but tonight the little person won the battle. Oh, and he was allowed to get a gun. <laughs> He seemed okay at the Walmart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was like, the big person in me wants the shotgun, but the little person is saying something a little more discreet. They're like, oh, what you want is this nice little handgun. What you want is both. Yeah. <laughs> you never know which occasion you're going to yeah. I don't know how easy it was in 1980, but I know now it's still really easy. So. It's got to have been easier. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, when Lennon arrived at the Roosevelt Hospital, which is now Mount... Uh, Sinai? Sinai. Sinai, Mount Sinai? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the surgeon, Dr. David Hellerin, he worked to save him, which, you know. You got to work. Yeah. Sounds like a superhero. You better work. David Hellerin. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a character on a, a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> sure. Um, apparently there were other doctors who were falsely claiming that they were the ones who tried to revive Lennon. You know, I mean, like, you always want to be the one that tried to save Lennon. I guess, but like, you failed. Hey, he was so shot like, four times and it took him like ten minutes to get to the hospital. You can only do so much. It didn't take him ten minutes, Rob. <laughs> he got there faster. The police said How ten long? minutes is too long. We're going to get him there faster. How long did it take them? Should they have waited? Nine and a half minutes, Rob. <laughs> I mean, it would have taken them ten minutes to get to him. It might have taken them ten minutes to get to the hospital. That's possible. That is actually you know, thank you. Thank you. That's a time logic. Right? Can't argue with that. <laughs> uh, so Dr. Hellerin told the Insider Edition that he didn't know at the he didn't know at the time that he was working on the famous musician. Oh. I mean, yeah, I guess you're not really paying attention. You're just well, focusing on trying to save But you think else. they're like, we got Lennon here. I mean, I don't know. He's covered in blood. Yeah. That's true. Probably just focused on saving him, not really who he is. Yeah, you don't, you're not looking at faces. And, and he's also pretty old. He didn't really look like the John Lennon we all know, the bearded with... Long hair. He had kind of like a what Paul McCartney's rocking now look. Shaved face. Little old. Rough in the eyes. <laughs> rough in the eyes. Rough in the eyes. Uh, the doctor noted that Lennon's heart was intact, but the vessels above the heart were damaged mm -hmm. due to the three bullets that hit Lennon's chest and went through his back. Oh, clean out. Damn. I don't know what happened to the fourth bullet because, right, he was short four times. Yeah, rattling around somewhere. Uh, but it wasn't until someone went through the victim's belongings that he realized it was John Lennon. And that's when he had his, like, oh, shit moment. The doctor did. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then since then, the doctor has reflected on whether there was anything else he could have done to save Lennon. Uh, while he stated that everything was done correctly that night, he continued, you still feel something responsible. It still gnaws at you. So that's pretty unfortunate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone passes by him. It's like, you didn't save Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, you know, you got to figure he's got to be one of the best in that hospital sure. in like New York, you know, so they don't get the, the newbie on the case for yeah. John Lennon. I mean, I don't think it matters. You know, I th it's the damage that was done to him. Yeah. Your heart is leaking into your chest at that point. You know, yeah. if, you, if you have those four ventricles, if one of them's been shot through... You what can sew that up, though, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, throw a little Band-Aid on it. <laughs> I'm sure maybe they've got some type of tape? clip or something for that. but Maybe if he had got to him immediately. Yeah. But uh, even then, I don't know. That's such massive damage and trauma to the body. Yeah. He's well, old. After 30 minutes of working on Lennon, the doctors pronounced him dead. Uh, by the time... Ono returned to her home from the hospital. The news that the beloved artist had died was out, and uh, the Dakota was swarmed with fans. Uh, so it is interesting that, like, by the time she left the hospital, or she left the hospital, by the time she gets home, everyone already knows. Mm -hmm. Which I guess, you know, I don't, you know, cell phones aren't a thing back then, so everyone's just like, jumping on the phone, calling, like, is it just word of mouth? How do, How is it, like, that everyone, the information is given out so fast? Well, it would have been on a live TV update, too, though. Yeah, you know, once somebody gets the information, then, the, I mean, it's just like it is today. Maybe a little less so without the internet and whatnot, but as soon as somebody has that information, it is out, especially yeah. something that big. Anywhere but, people gather, you know, one person knows that they tell everybody kind yeah. of thing. Even though it's like 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it happened in New York City. Uh, people were surrounding Lennon when he was shot. He was signing autographs. So, yeah. okay. you know, all those people told people and somebody called the news. And yeah, it's, I mean, even, even when the, like you, the police probably took him to the hospital, they probably put like that APB thing out over the radio. We're taking John Lennon to the hospital. John Lennon, John Lennon, John Lennon. It just spreads like wildfire. Did you say John <laughs> it's like the 101 Dalmatians yeah. forever bark. Yeah. yeah <laughs> John Lennon is dead. John Lennon is dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now for the, the conspiracy theory, because that's yeah, like the society is... that is the known. Yeah. So that is. That's not a mystery at yeah. this point. Uh, otherwise, somebody went to prison who was not supposed to go to prison. Yeah, unless he agreed to go to prison mm -hmm. for, a f you know, like obviously he would, if this is true, then he would sure. be in on it. Yeah. He would have been like okay with being the patsy to this situation. Or... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe he was really crazy and, and he was like, I just, a scapegoat. I just need to go to some type of facility that'll have me. Well, I need to escape my life here with Yoko and my son. <laughs> this is terrible, John Lennon. <laughs> I'd I like to go to- I was thinking I didn't want to live my life anymore in New York. It's <laughs> tired of Yoko and my son. And I've got all these blood packets. <laughs> Ringo gave them to me from his days in the movies. <laughs> so here I am sitting with a lap full of blister packs. <laughs> <laughs> and a crazy person comes up to me. It's very Prince and the Papa situation we've got <laughs> so uh so yeah the beatles here's the thing you gotta understand <laughs> yeah the beatles were a british secret service project oh yeah well mm, yeah, obviously we didn't yeah. know about that but. 
Um, well, I will, we knew because they had a heavy hand in the Paul McCartney. Is yes, that Paul McCartney like, stuff? So. But with the Paul McCartney stuff, they kind of just alluded to the fact that they cared because uh, people were so in love with them that it would create like civil distress or whatever. But in this scenario, they were straight up invented by the what's it called? British, British intelligence, yeah. MI, whatever the fuck. MI6. Yeah, that's uh, that makes sense in the sense that like. Julia Child was uh, like uh, a spy. yeah, a spy of sorts because yes, she had because <laughs> she had access to places that not everybody had, and so the Beatles could have feasibly gone anywhere, and Absolutely. nobody would have batted an eye. Don't pay attention to the microphone and the ragu. <laughs> <laughs> Reporting back, I found several soldiers are making quiche. By the way, you know, there's that theory that this guy killed Lennon because he read uh, Catcher in the Rye or something like that. He had a copy of Catcher in the Rye. He had a copy of it, so I didn't look into that. I probably should have for another episode. I mean, if that's like... If there holds any way to that, I don't there, know. But there's nobody that kills anybody in Catcher in the Rye. No, but apparently it's about, like... Phonies and posers. Yeah, and there's, they have that. Shit. Like, brainwashed he does, him somehow. He does go to some type of uh, hospital at the end of that, so maybe that was the whole plan. Or It's like, I need to get me into one of these hospitals. Mm. Who's to say? Don't know. Yeah, it's been a long time since I read that it's one. It's an unfortunate... Pairing, that's for sure. Yeah, it <laughs> definitely sucks for the, the author. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> that book's already like banned everywhere anyway. Like, what if there was a Dr. Seuss up. book in his hand or something? Uh, oh, the places you'll go. Yeah, pop on pop. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, no more Dr. Seuss for anybody. The little bug that went kachu. That was always my favorite. I feel like nobody read that one. Though. I did not. I only had a couple. <laughs> Well, you should uh, start a podcast, Colin, where you just read <laughs> your favorite Dr. Seuss books. <laughs> Story time with Colin. Sure. Put them over Dr. Dre beats. <laughs> That's a thing already. Dude. I know. Somebody already did it. Yeah. <laughs> Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they are a British Secret Service project. The goal. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Facts. British Secret Service project. Got it. Uh, the goal was to introduce Eastern religion, drugs, and promote British propaganda. Meals. When John said that the Beatles were now more famous than Jesus, he said it because that was their intention and they accomplished it. Mm. I mean, there is... Uh, I went to... When I went to college, I took a class Whoa. called um, "Dropping Names." <laughs> Mr. Yes. College Goer. Oh, it was a four-year university. Somebody's a member of the elite. Over here. <laughs> well, Rob, you're actually wearing your sweater wrong. You should take that off and fold, yes. <laughs> fold the arms around your chest. That way, I could show my uh, kerchief. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I took it like there was a language class or something like that, and they had this program where you could search for a specific word and see how many times it pops up in all newspapers of a certain time. And I was like, I wonder if Jesus, or if the Beatles were bigger than Jesus when John Lennon said it. Like referenced more. Yeah, like if, if the Beatles more. or whatever was shown in more papers at the time than Jesus. 
<laughs> and no, Jesus was way bigger than the of Beatles. Course, I'm sorry, yeah. John. <laughs> thought you could do it, but Jesus. Yeah. OG uh, publicity guy. <laughs> uh, so Sergeant Pepper was a real person. And in 1967, it was, as the song goes, 20 years ago today, Sgt. Pepper taught the band to play. Yeah. Uh, so 1947 was the beginning of the BSS. The album cover of Sgt. Pepper Lonely Hearts Club Band depicts many Secret Service personnel. Mm. Wait, oh, so on the cover yeah. of Lonely Hearts Club Band, in the audience of people, there are a lot of Secret Service members? Yeah. Personnel. Personnel. I mean, they do, you can look, They. it's all famous people on the cover. I think there's only maybe like one image where it's like, it's too obscured to know exactly who this is or who's supposed to be. But I, I know I've seen it. It's all like they're the things that people that they like. Bob Dylan's in there. Muhammad Ali's in there. Well, maybe they're trying to shout out Bob Dylan as a... Secret Service oh, member or something. Still rocking it. <laughs> still rocking in the Secret Service, that Dylan. Uh, so the John Lennon's still alive. Yeah. A big part of this is that they say that you only need to look at the Lennon impersonator, Mark Stossier. What, is he just convincing enough that there's no... Apparently, he's the right age... Looks remarkably like him, sings like him, owns a ton of Beatles memorabilia, uh, and etc. All right, so he's the impersonator. He's the official one. He yeah, goes. Yeah, he to... was the star of John Lennon movie called Let Him Be, which has since been made unavailable. Supposedly, really, according oh. to this article. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he made it, but it's not around anymore. Right. You can't look at it or anything. Take my word for it. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that means. So, I mean, like, it's kind of like Andy Kaufman in the sense that his impersonator uh, went on to, like, you know, pretend to be Andy Kaufman at later points and even was in the movie uh, Man on the Moon. Yeah, but they're saying that it's not an impersonator, that it is Lennon himself. Being a Lennon impersonator, which is like, why at that point just be Lennon? Yes. Yeah. He needs to be dead for yeah. some reason. I mean, he. For this theory to exist. Right. Know? He was done creating music and probably done like, you know, he didn't want to do the whole nostalgia stuff where you would be like going on tour 30 years after you released a song, still singing Imagine All the People. Well. <laughs> <laughs> They say his assassination by the Mark Chapman was faked because he was no longer needed. So, like, if the thing is to introduce Eastern religion, promote British propaganda, etc., that mission is done, and they don't need him to go and do that anymore. Yeah. Like, the Beatles are done. I mean, maybe they heard Double Fantasy and were like, yeah, we should we should stop associating with this guy. Right. When we were writing the songs for you, <laughs> yeah, now you're, you're just riffing on your own. And <laughs> your earlier stuff, a lot better. <laughs> uh, so they cite that around the time Paul was injured in the car accident oh. and that his twin brother 
had stepped in for a while. And then also they used a Paul lookalike. So this is kind of saying that like the Paul is dead thing is mm -hmm. true and not at the same time. They're saying like Paul also left the Secret Service by having his accident or death where like the <clears throat> other Paul could then take over. So it's not that he died. He just... He was taking a break. Yeah. He just left the scene. Yeah. All right. That's Which is a, interesting. I'd like to believe that. Then nobody <laughs> dies and everybody's yeah. just hanging out. They're just like taking vacations. Yeah. And then like new Paul, that's super dope because he got to do his thing. And like, it's not like <laughs> old Paul had to die for him to be doing his thing. Right. He also just dipped out. He was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Who? New old Paul. Paul. <laughs> old Paul. Yeah. yeah. So like they finished with the thing. And so Paul was the first one to leave. And it was with his accident. Okay. And that's when they transferred. They got Billy Shears in right, there. And to he like started take over. Okay. Uh -huh. And so it's still Billy Shears that we all see, or did they do like a swap later on where Paul, old Paul's like, is it kind of like Coca Cola? Where they bring in new Coke and then they're like, let's bring in Coke Classic. Not that I'm not that I'm aware of. Okay. I believe he's still just like so, off grid or whatever. All right. The and, Paul we see in concert. The Paul that I saw like last year, yeah. that's Billy Shears yeah. still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Billy Shears. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? That's Billy Shears, the new Paul. <laughs> the new Paul. <laughs> the new Paul. <laughs> so they say the Beatles, like most all famous entertainers, achieved their fame because uh, they're from families with wealth and connection, which I wasn't aware of. I thought they were like I mean, poor yeah, no. boys. They're that's, working class heroes. Yeah, they're, they're literally like John Lennon wrote the song. A working class hero is something to be. I mean something that doesn't like mean that. Yeah, that I mean, could almost be like you are all fucking peasants to me. That's yeah. <laughs> what he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't, yeah. yeah I, I went to a Beatles museum. I should know whether or not they well, came from wealth or not. No, Liverpool is like a fucking mining town, so. It doesn't mean that there aren't people there with money. Sure, but they, from what we gather of the Beatles is that they were very working class. Right. Like low income, whatever the fuck, or middle income, but not wealthy. But that could just be what we the, assume service, of, the secret service of Britain Laid is, upon us. Yeah, it's trying to give us a narration for who these lads from Liverpool are. I they mean, might be from fucking... Liverpool's also a port, you know? So I feel like yeah, but it's with like, a port town, there's got to be some money. It's a port like Los Angeles ports are not exactly someplace you'd want to hang out. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely lower class. Yeah. It's... I'm just saying whoever owns the ports be making <laughs> sure maybe they know somebody in high places anyway <laughs> i'm not saying that they're not talented they're sure talented. yeah that, of course you know that's besides the fact not not up for debate um and Lucky then class hero is something <laughs> to be <laughs> so they also attribute that like they're talented because they did come from money and they were able to have oh. the teachings of dope teachers right and stuff. to be able to be that good I'm all I'm all a big fan of that they were poor and they just clung to the arts because that's what they did, you know poor people do sometimes and manage to get you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps it's a very beautiful 
story to but that's why the read. story works because yeah. they know you want to believe it so bad <laughs> yeah, that's why we all root for luke skywalker you know i mean i feel like i know a lot about the beatles and i know for john he learned on the banjo like i don't know no rich kid, <laughs> that's no not a rich rich kid, kid started on the fucking banjo paul started on a jug <laughs> I mean, that jug was carrying the most expensive whatever. Ringo was working a washboard. George Harrison had his drink into a wash tub. He was just screaming. <laughs> uh, so apparently, no expense was spared in the making of the Beatles, and a team of songwriters were responsible for probably most of their hit songs. I mean, it makes sense. It's kind of like a paint by numbers on a lot of their songs. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, that's like a blasphemy statement if you're a fan. Like, yeah, <laughs> <a blasphemous> <laughs> don't get me wrong, they're enjoyable and beautiful and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's paid by numbers in the sense if you're creating the numbers as well, <laughs> right? Like, okay, like, ones are blues, I'm gonna put all the ones here, yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so people who believe say that there are just too many unanswered questions, too many coincidences, too many things that don't make sense. Okay. Uh, overzealous fans started investigating the strange and conflicting circumstances surrounding the death of John Lennon, <laughs> offering incontestable evidence oh. that the singer was still alive. More than two million people uh, have seen this proof. Okay. Is it on the internet? Yes. <laughs> then maybe more than two million people have. <laughs> two million hits on this one website. Yeah. Dave's proof that John Lennon's real. Could be a lot less. It could just be six guys who like to click on the same site. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they keep oh. clicking on it. Like, oh, man. So many bots on this thing. Yeah. Every time we refresh the page, we get more hits. <laughs> if, only that was a thing. <laughs> if only that was a thing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so they say that uh, there's been a lot of John Lennon signings since his death in 1980 hundreds of eyewitnesses claimed to have spotted him in many cities around the world in shopping malls taxis even in restaurants in Liverpool which you know I was saying like if you're gonna fake your death or whatever maybe don't go to your hometown where you're <laughs> famous I mean, does he, like, he's got to look like old, well, yeah, old be, man John Lennon. He would be 80 years today. Yeah. 80 years today? Yeah. God, I, it's hard to believe that they're that old. <laughs> I'm just, I'm surprised. Uh, so, yeah, the big smoking gun, if you will, of evidence is that YouTube video. Oh, geez, there's a YouTube video. Where it's just a lookalike, Mark Stossier, doing his thing. Like, putting on a performance or whatever. And, uh, like, undoubtedly, he does bear very pretty good resemblance and similarities. Uh, and there is footage of his earlier gigs uh, of his shows where he has, like, the same Liverpoolian accent. And, uh, you know, you throw in the trademark glasses, the long hair, and, yeah, he, so, he, he is a very impressive John Lennon. John Lennon. Gotcha. Like, he sings and plays yep. like him, too? He does all the things, wow. has sex like John Lennon. 
Poses nude for album art like John Lennon. Does drugs like John Lennon. Smokes weed and stays in bed all day like John Lennon. Sleeps with Yoko Ono. Exactly. (laughs) He just fit right into that spot after He raises John Lennon as a father. Yep. Patches things up with Julian in a way that John never really did. Uh, So his... What is this? We can't help you. We can't see. Yeah. You. <laughs> no, you can read through the back of my. I know you can. <laughs> I mean, I will say that uh, you know he should. If the if the impersonator is so good, he should release an album as John Lennon's impersonator. <laughs> see, yeah, super small, and it'd be like you know, I I would actually listen to that album or have it like giant text John Lennon, and then is alive but in the <laughs> middle. It says impersonator. <laughs> John Lennon's impersonator is alive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is this guy the same age as John would be now? Or I think is, so. Or does he look like John Lennon then? No. I, I mean, like... if he's been doing it since the eighties. Gotcha. Yeah, and like. Why would people then suggest, you know, it's like at that point, common sense has mm-hmm. gone out the window, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, he did the mockumentary uh, okay. in 2009. And then, uh, yeah, you know, people just see the video and are just so convinced that it's John Lennon. You know, they're just they're just he like, won. how could it not be? Yeah. Looks like him, talks like him. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, I remember when I was on board the ship, there was a, you know, early days of the internet, a video was circulating around about Tupac. (laughs) It was Tupac outside of like a fucking corner store or something like that. Right, people were just like, we've seen Tupac and taken pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah, man, I'm alive, I'm coming out with an album. It was like CNN on the bottom of stuff. (laughs) And I mean, I'm like, you know, a kid and I'm like, is Tupac really alive in the middle of the ocean not knowing anything? And yeah, they, it was like a solid video. I was, was really convinced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I found some pictures of him. Okay. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, impressive. It's a pretty solid Lennon, I guess. Yeah. yeah. My thing is just like, yeah. I mean, I guess... I don't know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna <laughs> reinvent yourself, why be an impersonator of yourself? Get away from the rat race. Uh, yeah, well have less people like cheering. Like if you just promote yourself you. as an impersonator, people will take your word for it and just be like, Yeah, you're not the real one. <laughs> you're straight up telling me you're not, so you must not be. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe. So he worked with uh, Phil Spector for a while on a lot of those in, uh, solo albums, and we all know Phil Spector is a murderer. And, and also, like, even aside from the fact that he is a confirmed murderer and everything, he already had a reputation for being like terrifying. Yeah. No. Like, he. He pulled out a gun on John Lennon during the recording of the Imagine album. <laughs> like one does. As yeah, you do. That's you the know? only way you create gold. Yeah, that's how you get the greatest song. Yeah, even people who were there for just like one recording session would talk about how like Phil Spector would show up and everybody would like snap to and it was just kind of like an eerie, like overbearing, like death walked into the room or something. Right, like you're going to sing for your life. Right? <laughs> I know, for real. <laughs> So, I mean, who, who knows? Maybe he was trying to hide from Phil Spector. Mm. 
or just get out of contract with him or something like I mean, just, you know, maybe Phil Spector is like, if you ever use a different producer, (laughs) I will kill you and your family. And then he's like, I got to get out of this. Sweet gun Betts is going to come looking for you. (laughs) It makes me think of Breaking Bad when he goes to the spot and waits for the van. And then, you know, they, like, take him out to the woods for him to be completely disappearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would have to be, I guess that's a service that's feasibly acquired by rich people like oh, John yeah. Lennon. But also, like, that would have to be something like that. I also feel like maybe it wasn't John Lennon's choice at that point. It's like the Secret Service is like, look. We need you. You've Or you've done enough. Or you've been compromised. Yeah. Someone <laughs> has found out the thing. We can't have you just die. Like, or, uh, you know, we can't do the the Paul thing. That didn't <laughs> work out. Yeah, we have to make this a very gruesome death. Yeah, <laughs> very uh, bloody. We want to shock the nation. Yeah. We don't want any conspiracies about you still being alive. <laughs> yeah, we want no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> Except for in like, you know, 30, 40 years when uh, a group of kids go, was on a podcast. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, British intelligence is rolling over right now. They're like, oh, those I know we're a group of kids in our 30s. And John Lennon was an old man when he died, even though he's 40 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you've watched any TV show and you've seen any high school kid, we are kids. I guess. Yeah, fair. we, we could easily play playing high school kids. We could play high school, high mystery, the show, and we could even <laughs> play ourselves. It's true. We would just have to shave Colin and we would look perfect. Yeah. yeah. Rob, you're there. I'm there. I'm I'm so ready to be a flawless. freshman. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we're meeting for the chess club. Shut up, freshman! Get in that garbage can. Milk <laughs> him. It writes itself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so easy to terrorize. <laughs> <laughs> Just something about their things. Just makes them um, so that's all there is on Lennon is Alive. We can choose to believe, we can choose not to, you know, the the idea that the ones that are still alive is kind of cool, but... I would like to see, it would be nice if this conspiracy had just a little hint of like, he's still releasing music under this name, and like we go to this super obscure artist and his music sounds very similar to like John Lennon's, because I would love to hear what the possibly 80-year-old Lennon mm-hmm. has to sing about, you know? Sure. Yeah. I feel like that guy should get on that. Like, make some new stuff that right? you, like, you've embodied Lennon so hard now. If you're a true Lennon impersonator, you can imagine what he would be making now. Write a song. <laughs> <laughs> Do a type of LSD and just write a song. I would like to see the Beatles impersonators get together and make an album. Oh, man, there's so many. Yeah. there. I mean, I did have tickets. I didn't go and see them, but I did have tickets for the fake Beatles. Uh, and, you know, they, like, dress there's- as... The shitty Beatles from Wayne's World. No, they just like they dress up in like the early uh, suits and stuff and mm-hmm. play all those songs. And then they'll like do the 1967 Sgt. Pepper's costumes for a few songs. Yeah. And, you know, so on and so forth throughout their career. But um, it would be nice to see new stuff by the same band playing the Beatles. <laughs> I mean, there's probably no good, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's just pure fear 
for not doing that. Just like, oh God, people are gonna just, you know, mm-hmm. like if you if you vary even a little bit off of like a remake of an old cartoon or something that people cherish dear to their heart and you alter it just like a little bit or it doesn't meet expectations like you get ripped so i imagine trying to make new beatles (laughs) songs as like the not real beatles people would just be (laughs) well that is such a weird like concept altogether yeah i mean eric idol had that uh movie and album um i think it was meet the ruddles and uh, it's a bunch of Beatles-esque songs. I wonder if new John, <laughs> dead John, had a hand in playing, uh, writing some of that. That'd be kind of something. But Eric Idle would have to be in on this. You know, it falls apart at the seams. Not really, because uh, George Harrison paid for Monty Python's Life It all Ryan. fits together. So there is a Beatles connection to Monty Python. There you go. Maybe that, uh, you know, jo- then John Lennon faked his death and was like, you know, hey George, <laughs> I'll get this. I'll get the fucking accent one of these days. That's hey coming George, out it's, yeah, it's like hey George. Hey George, that's not a knife. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe he's still kept in contact with uh, with George. Maybe he's still kept in contact with all the Beatles. George, tell me about your friends in Monty Python. George, <laughs> I want to know everything. <laughs> And then what's George sound like? There is a, a small clip on YouTube. It's like 30 seconds. And it's, um, what's the guy's name who did uh, Shaun of the Dead? Uh, Simon Pegg. Simon yeah. Pegg. Yeah, Simon Pegg does all the Beatles. Oh, and it's nice. like the Beatles live in your mouth. So like Paul McCartney, you would speak from the teeth, the front of your mouth. John would be the back of your mouth. George would be the side. Ringo would be the bottom, or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, you could see it online, and it does it. And it was like, wow, he can do all the Beatles, just you know, with uh, talking, uh, inflecting different parts of your mouth. I bet Steve Colbert can do the same. Mm. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> I would like to think that uh, I have a Beatles off. Yeah, right. That John Lennon was uh, taken by aliens. Okay. Because, I mean, he was the best of what uh, Earth has to offer. And, like, he's off on a trial somewhere. I I mean, maybe he's making music for, uh, you know, across the universe. (laughs) I mean, just imagine it. Um, Like, the idea being... I, I see where you're saying, like, just some alien was like, oh, I want a really good Earth musician to listen to. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking maybe he's off competing for Earth's sake in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Like, we can only take five planets further into the galactic whatever, and we'll judge them on their art. Uh, so, the show me what you got, guys. Exactly. <laughs> some planets, you know, make 3D concept art or, you know... Some planets make food. <laughs> it would be and nice if it, John were, if it were the show me what you got, guys, because then, then it means that we won. We're ne- we haven't been destroyed. That's true. That's nice. I or, mean, what is time to them, though? Maybe like a nice. second to them is like centuries to us. <laughs> he yeah. played some of his new stuff. Sorry. <laughs> John Lennon's in cryo sleep just on his way to the competition. Like it hasn't even started yet. Yeah. <laughs> maybe for all we know. I mean, I would hope maybe they're sending the other ones. Yeah, the, the, the rest like of the Paul Beatles? Gone. Yeah, it would be nice if they sent the original Paul, not yeah. Billy Shears. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what if it's 
John Lennon was taken over by something else, a cryptid or something. And what's his name? Mark David Chapman. Oh, yeah. Is actually just a hunter. Right. He's cryptid. He's got special glasses. Oh, he's that predator? Can, like, help him see the brain amoeba or whatever. Sure. So, you know, he had to hunt down this evil creature that had taken over John Lennon. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was talking about, the little guy and the big guy. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's the little guy in a predator suit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like that tiny green guy from Men in Black. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so before we leave for the episode, uh, the reason why this isn't a theme is because I'm going to talk about something that has nothing to do with that right now. Oh, yeah, that's okay. fine. That's yeah. fine. Otherwise, it would be uh, it would, yeah, that was a perfect wondering. episode. Yeah. <laughs> a perfect normal episode. But no. Nope. Uh, so, you know, if you've listened to the podcast at all, and you guys have to because you're here listening to me. <laughs> this, is nobody's, this is nobody's first episode. So wait, are we not talking about John Lennon? No, we're done. No, no, we're we're done. Oh. Do you want to get one more thing? Yeah, well, I friend? just want to say that I like some of the songs on John Lennon's last album. Okay. okay. All we did was have Rob talk shit about it. Um, <laughs> all the but, Yoko Ono songs? Well, hey, <laughs> and there on, are now. plenty. Let's all relax. <laughs> Let's just take a breath. Let's calm down a second. But also, who's to say to some cultures that might have been like the perfect song like some people hear throat singing and they're like whoa yeah. what is that but like to some sure. people it's very like pl- pleasurable on the ear palate absolutely there's a point to that there's a cultural appreciation right. that is there for sure yeah. but um, so just because it doesn't you know satisfy yeah. your palate rob if you like yoko ono more power to you I mean, there's a lot of non-Yoko songs. <laughs> yeah, like but there's an equal number of Yoko songs. <laughs> this guy. It's it. That's what it what it means. Double fantasy. They both released albums and put them together. Sure. Yeah. John's got some good songs on there. Sure. Watching the wheels go around, I think, is on that one. Oh, uh, is that? And uh, just like starting over. Well, I thought that and, was. I um, mean. Yeah. And woman. Okay. That title sounds a lot like a plan. <laughs> that yeah. to start over yeah, yeah. for sure watching the wheels go around he's talking about the spaceship yeah <laughs> okay what's your divergent thing yeah, yeah uh, I had <laughs> talked about a theory that may have existed that the uh, Swiss invented time to sell watches or something oh, like is that. This, is this correction corner? Yeah. <laughs> correction corner. <laughs> Watch this. Tristan Backpedals. <laughs> Look at his moonwalks. So, yeah. You know, I was like, oh, you just need to look on different search engines. Duck, duck, go. Yeah, Google isn't going to do it for you. and uh, So... <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it's not a thing oh no it's not a thing no after scouring the internet on all search engines I did not find uh, the Swiss having invented the standard time because in fact oh, lo and behold uh, it was a Scottish Canadian who started time who <laughs> invented standard time wow so standard time is a synchronization of clocks within geographical area region to a single time standard rather than using solar time or logically or locally chosen meridian to establish a local mean time standard. Sure. So before time stand 
Before standard time, the time of day was a local matter, and most cities and towns used some form of local solar timer maintained by uh, a well-known clock. Okay. Like uh, a church or something. Sure. Something. Interesting. Sure. So that is that why is was he from Scotland? Is that why we have the Greenwich Mean Time? That I don't know. That's where like uh, the day starts and ends right there on that line, and so that's like one place would be, I think, twenty four hours different than the other place. I think. Uh, it says that he was born in Stanford. He was born in eighteen twenty seven. Okay. Scottish Canadian engineer. So it doesn't say specifically whether he was Scottish or Canadian. Where he was specifically born. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just a Scotch Canadian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was also the founder of Royal Canadian Institute in oh. Toronto. Well, there you go. I think he I think he was the can He was knighted by the Queen oh, okay. Victoria and 1897. Yes. <laughs> He was going to the skating rinks. He was yeah. the first. <laughs> this guy's just like, I'm going to pioneer a few things this year. <laughs> That's right. And he was also the head engineer for the uh, intercontinental, intercolonial railway and the Canadian Pacific Railway. Wow. Okay. It's Canadian Appreciation Day. Yeah. <laughs> and he likes trains because... The story goes that he missed a train in Ireland in 1876 because the schedule of the train apparently contained printed errors uh, owing to the confusion over time and when it was going and how it was going yeah. to go, et cetera. You want him to show up at a predetermined time and everybody else has got their own time. Yeah, for sure. So that's like pretty much impossible. Like, who's two o'clock are we saying this yeah, train's exactly. going to get here by? <laughs> a train travels 450 miles west at a rate of 60 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. But there's no concept of time. Yeah. When does oh, it arrive? <laughs> Roller skater man. <laughs> we need Light you. skates, go. <laughs> Just skates over to the building. <laughs> of course. That's his only method of travel. He's to promote it everywhere he's, he goes. He's racing the train. <laughs> his so, initial invention actually hooked on to the railway and he could just skate uh, along this the is, railway. He's become such a weird superhero for us, but I watch his show. Uh, so he fixed time from the meantime at Royal Canadian Institute in Toronto. Okay. Uh, he suggested this idea to the worldwide of the worldwide standard time zones at various international conferences. However, uh, they rejected it in oh, the okay. beginning. And then yeah. it, it wasn't until January 1st, 1885, that 25 nations across the world adopted his revolutionary idea of using standard time, which is used to this day. Mm -hmm. okay. 
Yeah, I got to imagine it's got to be pretty difficult for some of those uh, nations that don't like necessarily agree with what year it is, you know, or something like Chinese have their own new year and what have you. So it's sure. I, I would imagine it's just difficult to be like, well, that could be your time, but we're all pretty set over here. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this Thor guy that you're celebrating on the fourth day of the week? <laughs> I mean, I guess at a certain point it just goes to like majority. Sure. I mean, once, yeah, once it's adopted by enough people, it's like, well, you got to be the one that's going on board. Or otherwise, people are just going to be confused when they show up. Sure. Uh, so, yeah. Sorry, Swiss. You did not have standard time. Uh, I thought you did. I you don't know. You still make a great watch. You do. You, they do make excellent watches. <laughs> Apparently, they weren't the first ones to start it, but they were, like, the ones to really, like, uh, perfect it. Perfect it and uh, what's it called? Like the production of it, the mm. manufacture of it was, uh, they did the best. Like, they were the most, the most accurate, the most within most a accurate, the most, and the most amount, the best pieces, uh, the fastest. Gotcha. So at that point, it was just like they took over the market. Mm. Sure. Uh, so the Swiss do have some claims to fame that I thought. Well, cool. Mainly just one that I liked. <laughs> Trying to get my my Swiss pride out there. Although, you know, the Swiss are also all about banks, and I'm not sure. Know, banks, banks be. Uh... Well, <coughs> anyways, the... <laughs> <laughs> don't go against your people. Right? <laughs> They're gonna yeah whip me with chocolate lashings. <laughs> they invented. LSD. What? Wow. Are you sure? Yeah. Swiss chemist Albert Hoffman first made LSD in 1938 using chemicals from a fungus. But it wasn't until five years later he found out it was a hallucinogen when he accidentally ingested some. I wonder how much he ingested. I don't know, but come to a year, <laughs> a year later, he took 25 micrograms confirming... It was indeed a hallucinogen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is a hallucinogen. <laughs> I am tripping balls. <laughs> as soon as I get off of this dragon, I'm going to figure out what I did. <laughs> wow. So he invented it in Switzerland? Uh, yeah. And then what? Just started making it? I only got to that part of him, you know, because there was other stuff. It was like a list of Swiss stuff, fondue, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Maybe that would be a good subject of an episode is the history of LSD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we'll have to take it on the episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> then we'll take it on the episode oh, and just God. see what happens for the Patreon. Oh. For the Patreon. <laughs> I mean, guys, I don't even know if this episode is going to be a thing because I'm looking at the playback over here and it is doing some crazy wow. stuff. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Uh, so with that, you are no longer a citizen. You don't exist. You're going around and you're going to tackle the greatest schemes that powers that be can do because you are cog in the machine now you are a man for the man <laughs> good choice you could have done some good <laughs> but you decide to become a secret service person uh, who knows what kind of good they did that's true i don't know we love you all hi <laughs> mystery <laughs> we love you even if you're secret service I'm Robert. I uh, Secret Service, what? <laughs> I'm Colin. 
What about love and sickness? We could love everybody regardless. Yeah. You know, when in doubt, love, love somebody. Love it out. Love it out. If someone is being mean and scary, give them a hug. That's all they're really doing. They're just acting out. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.